Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps and you'll get $10 off your first Built Bar order. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 233rd episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Of course... We have to start today with the big news coming from the Blackhawks organization yesterday, which was finally announcing the move to a rebuild in Chicago. I'll get to the whole letter here in a second. But basically, the team sent out a statement yesterday to Blackhawks fans telling them that the youth movement is going to take over going forward in order to rebuild the team and get back to where they want to be. And yes, the word rebuild was finally mentioned for the first time in this letter No more beating around the bush. It's not going to be a complete rebuild because that's going to be nearly impossible with Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, Duncan Keith, and Brent Seabrook all locked in for nearly 40% of the team's cap room with no movement clauses for each of the next three years. So this commitment to the youth movement, that's the only type of rebuild the Hawks can do right now. But I agree with the decision. I think it's the right call to try and give some of the young guys some more experience in the next couple seasons or so in order to try and build up some more depth pieces for our core players. The only thing about this that makes me upset is that this move just should have happened years ago, probably after the disastrous 2017-18 regular season, so we wouldn't waste any more of the core's best years. It's going to be a little tough for... Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook to see the upside of this rebuild at their age so it kind of stinks that those guys probably won't get to see the benefits of committing to the youth at this point I'm sure that's a little frustrating for those two veterans and that's that's the only gripe I have about this move it just obviously should have come sooner Moving on to the letter that the Blackhawks put out to their season tickets ticket holders yesterday that read a message to Blackhawks fans We recently said goodbye to a pair of popular two-time champions and acquired some new players via trade and free agency. We understand it was tough to see those respected veterans go and realize you may have some questions about our direction. We'd like to address that direction and share why we're hopeful for the future of Blackhawks hockey. We're committed to developing young players and rebuilding our roster. We want more than another window to win. We want to reach the summit again and stay there. An effort that will require a stockpile of emerging talent to complement our top players. The influx of youth and their progression will provide roster flexibility and depth throughout our lineup. 
We were already the youngest team in the 2020 playoffs, and several Blackhawks experienced that intensity for the first time. This will only help to further establish a culture that embraces the grind of improvement, driven by competitors who are relentless, engaged, and motivated by a team-first mentality to win. As our young players develop and learn how to win consistently, they'll make some mistakes. Inevitably, we'll miss the mark sometimes too, but we'll communicate openly with you on this journey together. We know that what comes next must be more than just words, and that inspires us. So, that was the message that the Blackhawks put out to their fans yesterday, and while this news isn't much of a shock, Stan himself a couple weeks ago said that the youth movement was going to take over, I mean, I I appreciate the honesty from the front office at this point because... Things were starting to look pretty bleak here. No one was really sure where the team was headed after making a couple of interesting moves in the past couple of weeks. And while it's not going to be possible to fully rebuild this team, using the actual term rebuild rather than just avoiding it altogether like Stan has done in the past couple weeks, that was kind of why people were questioning his leadership, especially myself. I wasn't sure if he was ever going to be able to look in the mirror and realize that this team is going to need to have its own version of a rebuild happen in order to get back to being a Stanley Cup contender year in and year out. So I was happy to hear that the organization finally opened up and at least made an attempt to tell the fan base what's going on. And hopefully we can continue to have that transparent relationship throughout this entire process going forward. Alright, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about Stan Bowman's multiple interviews with the Blackhawks beat writers yesterday, but first, I need to talk about Lives of the Stoics, a book by Ryan Holiday. From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience and virtue, to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea. You can control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and to follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. Alright, we just wrapped up talking about the Chicago Blackhawks' official statement to their fans yesterday announcing that the team will be focusing on the youth movement going forward to try and rebuild this team into what it was during their decade of dominance. Now I wanted to talk about Stan Bowman's plethora of interviews that he had yesterday with all of the Blackhawks media, seemingly. Uh, Stan was on like three different podcasts and had a ton of sit-down interviews with the writers as well, so... There was a lot of news coming out, but the first thing I want to talk about is 
Stan Bowman himself coming out and saying that he's not afraid to call this a rebuild, which is something I never thought I'd hear him say as GM of the Blackhawks, but he talked about how he wants to be more open with the fan base and he understands there has been a lack of communication in the past and he wants to fix that. He wants the fans to know what he's been doing up front and that's been an issue for some time now after all these questionable decisions like to let Corey Crawford hit free agency and then turn around and trade Brandon Saad. After doing that kind of stuff, I think Stan had to come out and do this with all the fans saying that he should be fired because no one's really sure of what direction this team is heading in, even the core players. But Stan, kudos to him. He came out and told the fans what's going to happen. The youth movement is going to be the top priority going forward. And he also said that he had about an hour-long discussion with the Blackhawks' core four, Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, and Brent Seabrook. And that, that happened after... Taze sat down and had a conversation with The Athletic, and he voiced his frustration with what was going on in the Blackhawks organization. And it's funny because I talked last week about how a meeting with all these with all the players in the front office, how that needed to happen soon so that everyone can be on the same page and so there aren't any misunderstandings about anything regarding the team's future. Of course, that happens just a couple days after I bring that up, but I, I was happy happy to hear that that meeting happened, and what we learned from this discussion was that those core four, those players, they're not going anywhere, and they will be around for the foreseeable future, and again, that's why it'll be truly impossible to rebuild, rebuild this team from the ground up. They're going to take up 40% of the cap space. You can't really have a full rebuild with that happening. So it's not going to be a classic rebuild structure here in Chicago. We're not going to see big assets being moved for draft picks and prospects in return. That's just not going to happen here. But Bowman did want to be clear that his intentions by uh, his latest moves and the latest transactions by the Blackhawks front office, those are to only help out these core pieces as soon as possible. And he actually broke that down in the Brandon Saad for Nikita Zadorov trade. He said that getting picks or prospects in return for Brandon Saad, that could take three to four years before seeing them on the NHL scene. While a guy like Nikita Zadorov. He's still pretty young. He's only 25 years old, and he's a solid guy who can step in right now and potentially play with Ian Mitchell, Adam Boquist, Lucas Carlson, a bunch of young guys, and help their development immediately rather than getting a pick or prospect who could be at least three or four years away from helping out way later on down the road. And that actually kind of makes sense. I still probably would have rather had a second-round pick at least, but... Zadorov, he is a quality defenseman that will help the young players right now rather than later on down the road. So with the direction Stan is trying to take this team in, or at least the direction he's told us, this move kind of at least makes a little more sense. So the youth movement, it's very real here in Chicago. Besides those core four players, don't expect to see too many veterans in the lineup in the next couple of years. A lot of young guys are going to get their opportunity to play, and that's what Stan made abundantly clear throughout his interviews yesterday with the Blackhawks media. All right, coming up in just a moment, I am going to continue to talk about Bowman's interviews and the direction the Chicago Blackhawks are heading in for the 2020-2021 season. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bill Bar. 
which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome flavors like salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, German chocolate cake, and they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get $10 off your first order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for $10 off your first Built Bar order. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey. Or you can also always email the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with their draft picks and their moves during the free agency period. Okay, we just wrapped up. Blackhawks general manager Stan Bowman saying he's not afraid to call this situation a rebuild. Now, I wanted to be sure to touch base on a couple of different topics that Bowman also spoke about during all of his interviews on Tuesday. One note that I needed to bring up today is that head coach Jeremy Colleton is expected to receive a contract extension from the Blackhawks, and that could even happen prior to the 2020-21 NHL season. This also isn't shocking news throughout the summer. There were rumors that Jeremy was likely to get a contract extension. And while I'm not thrilled by this news, I think I think we should let the season play out, then examine our options. I think that would be the smartest decision. But I don't think Jeremy is a horrible coach for this youth movement. He himself is still very young and inexperienced, which <laughs> kind of made me question his hire in the first place. But I more so just question... Whether or not his system works, I talked about it in an episode not too long ago, but Chris Versteeg basically broke down what is going wrong with the Blackhawks' defensive scheme since Colleton took over. He broke that down on the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Basically, he said that the Hawks are running a Swedish-style system that works well on bigger ice, but with the smaller ice in North America, the system is struggling because... There's less ground for recovery if you get beat in man-to-man coverage because of the smaller ice. There have also been times where Colleton, he's just made some bonehead decisions, like leaving John Quenville on the ice with two minutes to play in that elimination game five against the Vegas Golden Knights. There's also keeping Dominic Kubelik off of the right circle on the power play. Moving Dylan Strom to wing, there's been a lot of questionable decisions that Jeremy's made since taking over as head coach after Joel Quenville was fired, and that's why I think it would be the best to give Jeremy the season and see how things progress and then make a decision on whether or not to extend him, but at the moment, it sounds like Jeremy could be getting a contract extension at any moment. It's, It's likely that happens before the regular season kicks off in January or February, hopefully. Um, but for Jeremy, for this move, I like how we had the guys playing in the postseason. I think 
He was getting the most out of his players, especially in that Vegas series, but at the same time, he hasn't led this team to anything spectacular. The Blackhawks were subpar throughout the regular season. They were also filled with inconsistencies throughout their lineup. So I just think I think we're jumping the gun a bit by giving Colleton a contract extension. I also quickly wanted to mention that Stan Bowman, in one of his interviews, he added that we, we being the Blackhawks, obviously, he said, and I quote, we're on the same path that we were last year, close quote. And while we were the youngest team in the postseason last year, we are now without a legitimate starting goaltender, and we are down one of our top two-way forwards in our top six. So I would have to argue, A, we are not on the same path that we were on last year, and also, B, do we even want to be on the same path that we were on last year? I mean, we weren't a playoff team had there not been the coronavirus pandemic, and we probably would have had a top-ten pick in the draft. We weren't heading in a great direction. So for Stan to come out and say that, he'll definitely catch some flack for that comment because... I don't think any Blackhawks fan wants to see this team on the same path as they were last year. They want this team to be better, and they want this team to be better now. And the one thing I did kind of appreciate was that Stan took some blame for what has happened in the past couple of seasons. He said some things haven't panned out that the way he hoped, and that's on him. So, it was good to see Stan take some responsibility for what's happened to this franchise since winning our third Stanley Cup in six seasons back in 2015. But he's going to have to do more than just take responsibility for his previous failures in order to get the Blackhawks back to success. He'll also have to be the leader in the front office to right this ship. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, October 21st episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams around the league. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, You can always email LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com, hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts, or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.